daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Big women, big girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in her. Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Welcome to this week's edition of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. And as you know, we are all about funding women. And that's our conversation today with these two amazing guests I have on. The founder of the Women's VC Fund, Edith Dorson, and also an attorney from Thompson Coburn, my friend, Jennifer Post. Welcome, ladies. How you doing? Thank you. Glad to be here. Great. Glad to have you here. And, um, you know, first I want to talk about what is the Women's VC Fund. You were the first fund that really focused on female founders. Uh, that is super exciting, Edie. And I want to talk about how the two of you are working together, because Jennifer, I know you work with, uh, you know, entrepreneurs and venture capital firms such as the uh, Women's VC Fund, working for the underserved. So both of you are really focused on that. And I want to talk about that today. So how did the Women's Venture Capital Fund begin and why? Well, um, our origin story, so to speak, is um, we were uh, literally headed into a reunion weekend uh, at uh, the Harvard Business School where I uh, got my MBA. And um, a classmate and I had stumbled on the data that showed the lack of venture capital available to women entrepreneurs. Um, What year was that? This was uh, more than a decade ago. So we, we go back a ways here. Um, and uh, low single digits, we were, we were absolutely astounded by that number. It was- uh, Let me stop you for one second. You said a decade ago. That wasn't that long ago, right? And this was the first fund that focused on women, really, founders. Uh, so I, it's astonishing, really. But let me, you know, let me let you get back to the story. But I just had to interject that. So we 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 were we are really the first venture capital fund um, that has focused on women founders uh, at what we refer to as the sort of Series A stage. So these are not pure startup companies. These are companies that have been around for a few years, have raised a few million dollars of of angel or seed capital, uh, and importantly, have developed their core technology and or product and are demonstrating some real market or revenue traction. Okay, so, so can, can one of you explain what Series A is? Because a lot of our listeners don't necessarily know what that means. So you really are focused on Series A. Who wants to answer that? Jennifer, you want to step in sure. there? Yeah, so I think, you know, the life cycle of companies, you know, you have to have initial seed money just to kind of open the doors and, and get the product or service or concept uh, sort of initially launched or, or formulated. Uh, and that usually involves investors who are sort of close to the founders. It can be friends and family. It can be uh, a loose network of angels. Uh, and then as companies scale, they require a lot of capital, obviously, to grow and, and to meet their milestone goals. And so Series A is usually the first large institutional round of capital that is priced to the company's valuation. So it usually involves institutions that have significant capital bases, you know, experienced investors, sort of a more, I would say, sort of, you know, generic sort of venture capital type of financing. So it's definitely the first significant institutional round of capital 
that scaling companies usually have. And is there a typical amount that it normally is like a ballpark? Well, that can range. And, and what's happened over time is <laughs> the deals have gotten larger. Uh, and uh, I think Series A investors are, are looking for more traction. So um, uh, it can range, uh, you know, I would say on a low of four to today, four to five to up to low teams, uh, 15 million, depending very much on the sector and truly what has been accomplished before. Right. So kind of in that, someone looking to raise five to 15 million. That's a good so- as a good parameter. So they did the family and friends round and now their company's really taking off and they need the capitalization to really scale it. Yeah, yeah. And in all fairness, to, to give credit where credit is due, we, we, while we were and, uh, you know, still uh, wish there were more fun, venture capital funds that were focused on women leaders at the Series A stage, there had been some angel networks um, of women uh, over over the prior decade to us coming on the scene. And, uh you know, friends from uh, Golden Seeds would probably be one of the primary primary examples. Uh, and uh, those networks were pretty important, but we are absolutely part of the next stage, which, which and, and we would argue that we, we think that there's been a lot of progress of women angels and men angels who are backing, uh, backing women-led companies at the angel stage. And unfortunately, we do not yet have enough venture capital funds uh, that are providing that capital. Right. And I see more and more women found at funds. I'm actually making a film about that right now, about how, you know, it really is history making, game changing that more and more funds. But you were the first. And I think that is really just incredible that you had the uh, foresight and the, um, you know, knowledge and stamina really to to that together it's no no easy thing to raise a fund is it no no i and i will argue i've raised money um uh uh, you know for the corporate in the corporate world on wall street philanthropically and without a doubt this was the hardest and jennifer will vouch for this no doubt the hardest money i have ever raised Um, uh, you know, at the time, there was, frankly, a great deal of skepticism, both from venture capital funds themselves uh, and uh, potential investors in our fund, individual and institutional, which centered around a couple of things. One is, you know, is there enough of a pipeline? That is, is there deal flow, which is the lifeblood of any venture capital fund? And, um, you know, two is how good are women going to be at leading companies? And uh, we'll tell you this. I mean, we predicted there would be an inflection point in the number of venture worthy women entrepreneurs. uh, And candidly, the opportunity today is far bigger than we um, predicted or could have predicted at that time. You know, I um, I'm always a champion every week of saying we need more female um, angel investors, meaning limited partners, angels, all of that, um, and always encouraging women to you know check out if they're um, qualified to to be an investor and really learn about this very exciting world of being able to get behind women startups that have such great potential. Um, I think you uh, your your focus is it um, on tech, basically. Well, they're, they're all tech-enabled companies, um, uh, virtual, virtually all. Uh, we have been pretty sector agnostic. Uh, so we've invested both in consumer and what's referred to as B2B. Um, probably have a little more proclivity on the B2B side because those tend to be more capital efficient opportunities. 
um, as still a relatively modest size, size fund. Uh, we will only invest, uh, it, certainly while we are, um, we are usually the generalists uh, on the board or among the major investors, but we'll only invest if certainly if we have an, enough requisite domain experience uh, to be able to contribute over and above the capital that we that And we I'm glad you mentioned that because that's another thing that's really important about getting uh, investment into a company is uh, the founders need to realize it isn't just about capital, is it? It's definitely about, you know, connections, contacts, putting you in touch with the right people, um, mentorship, all of those things. Uh, that bring value to a growing company. Uh, so you two have worked together in uh, the first fund and now the second fund. Uh, Jennifer, you help funds uh, to uh, get all their legal affairs in order to get started. Yeah, so I think um, it's, it's fair to say that I met Edie and her original partners pretty early in the process. And um, they had a lot of vision and uh, you know a lot of determination. But, you know, candidly, they were emerging managers. That's kind of what we call them now, right, in, in today's sort of ecosystem. And so they needed, you know, frankly, guidance about best practices and, you know, forming some fundamental systems to protect their investors and so forth. So we helped put the fund, you know, sort of in a better uh, shape and a better direction sort of, you know, early on. Uh, and a lot of those policies and procedures and just, you know, governance practices, you know, uh, the fund is carried forward into fund two. And we also, you know, develop some systems around, you know, the documentation process and diligence and team meetings. And there was just a lot of work to be done, uh, you know, in order to strengthen their, their ability to execute on their vision. So we worked together for 10 years plus and uh, happy to say been, been a a part of helping them, you know, figure out how to do it and, and do it just like everyone else does really professionally and really well. Yeah. Jennifer, right, right. Jennifer's been a terrific asset. And uh, I have often referred to her as being the third leg to our stool and no doubt uh, all through the present, but particularly in those early years where we had a hell of a, you know, no, one of our advisors, a woman who had been successful in venture capital said to me early on, no matter what success you've had and whatever else you've done before, there's a tremendous amount of on-the-job learning. And I think Jennifer, no doubt, helped us expedite that on-the-job learning. And we have chosen to run our fund uh, as if we were you know, much, much larger because we knew being, being among the first, we would be judged pretty closely, pretty harshly. And uh, Jennifer really helped us uh, tremendously in that regard. And I think we have systems in place and run it from a governance standpoint as if we were a hundred or $200 million fund. Uh, so you're so on your second fund, uh, your first fund, you said you started about 10 years ago. Is that right? That's right. That's right. And first fund. Uh, can you tell us about some of the companies you invested in and where sure. they're at today? Yeah, happy to. Um, so I'll tell you about two. Uh, one is a company called Envoys Pay, uh, which is in the fintech space, B2B payments. Uh, very exciting company. And, uh, you know, most corporations were still paying their suppliers and even through the present by writing checks the old fashioned way. And uh, they have pierced that opportunity and developed uh, tremendous momentum in the marketplace. And uh, we were very happy to be their first institutional investor and put a disproportionate amount of our capital into that. And uh, five years and a couple months after we made our first investment, the company Envoys Pay was sold to Fleet Corps at a very handsome return to the entrepreneurial team uh, wow. and uh, their investors and our limited partners. 
Um, another company that is still in our portfolio that very excited about uh, is a company called Muzella. We were one of the first uh, generalist funds to recognize that the educational space uh, offered tremendous opportunities, but had to be very selective. And uh, we, it was a very different situation. They did not need our capital. Uh, in fact, Kleiner led the round, it was oversubscribed, but Matt Gross recognized the value of having the Women's Venture Capital Fund uh, in their cap table. Number three executive at, uh, at the time and through the presence, uh, the chief content officer is a wonderful woman who has contributed enormously to the company's founding and growth. So um, that company is still in our portfolio, has performed, performed very well pre-COVID, uh, frankly, COVID added tailwinds and, uh, you know, a year ago, year and a half ago, the company raised $100 million in, in, um, uh, that put it officially in unicorn territory. Wow. Bravo. Yeah. Very awesome. exciting. Very exciting. No easy thing. Nice. I just, oh, I was just talking to two friends of yours, uh, Jillian and Anne. Okay. Yeah. We were talking about, you know, the rarity of the unicorns, but, you know, when you get that lucky investment, uh, it's pretty. Well, it's a lot of hard work. I wish it was. Yeah, it's a, it's not yeah. Combination yeah. Of work. yeah. yeah. Combination of, uh, uh, in, you know, knowledge, experience and luck, maybe. Um, so that's that's a great story. Uh, all the more reason for people to check out the Women's VC Fund to uh, be an investor, um, or maybe they're an entrepreneur that's looking for funding. We always like to connect people. What kind of people are you all looking for uh, to invest in next? Well, we you know we have uh, fund two. Our fund two. We have um, uh, almost. We have a couple more investments to make, uh, but we're always on a scout for the most promising companies. Uh, again, we have invested across sect across sectors. Uh, we do like the uh, educational technology space. We made our first investment in women's health uh, just about uh, just about a year ago, uh, and we. What company was that? company called Materna Medical, which a uh, quick call out there is uh, the company is focused on both maintaining and restoring pelvic health, which is a, a real issue for, for moms, uh, particularly first time moms, as many as 10% are uh, experience either short term or longer term ramifications as a result of sort of delivery. So we were very excited and happy to be part of that of that team. Uh, and uh, food tech is also something that is intriguing us. We are learning, getting, trying to get up the, the learning curve on that because we think there's going to be a tremendous amount of innovation. Wait, 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 what is food tech? What does that mean? Well, it's, uh, it's both how you grow, it's how you certify, and importantly, how you distribute um, food, uh, which uh, will become increasingly given some of the climate issues that, uh, whether we like it or not, uh, will be con increasingly confronting us very, very important. So we're looking at that space just this week. Uh, Jennifer and I had a quick conversation about it. Uh, we were approached by a company, uh, an AI company that is um, trying to reinvent market research for the me media and entertainment uh, world, which is media and entertainment companies who were still by and large uh, doing their research, their market research the old fashioned way with focus groups and surveys. Uh, but marshalling a tremendous amount of data 
there are some exciting possibilities about helping to both develop storylines that resonate significantly with audiences and then figure out the best ways to promote and distribute you know, properties that have been well, developed. I love that. That's music to my ears. I'm working on a film about, you know, female funds, uh, how it's history in the making, more and more female funds started, yeah. of course, by you. And then now a lot of female funds are popping up um, and it really is history in the making. And, you know, in Hollywood, you're right. Uh, you know, things are done such an old fashioned way. So this is very exciting to hear about this because, then maybe we'll get more female focused programming and movies. Wouldn't, nice. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? It's so lacking, isn't it, ladies? Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Well, um, and climate tech, if I could just do one other call out, we, we made our first investment there a little. In fact, that was coming out of the pandemic. You know, we had put a pause on our um, invest, new, investing in new portfolio companies while we focused on supporting our uh, existing. Uh, companies uh, through those early months of the pandemic, but Acclima, a uh, very exciting company in Northern California, which um, does um, measure, has a technology that measures at a hyper local level air pollutants and greenhouse gas emissions. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about that, how they teamed yeah. up with Google and they literally can tell you your air content block by block. Yes. Um, thanks to them having that, you know, Google Maps. So, yeah, that's really fascinating. Yeah, love that. Well, um, so many incredible innovations. That's why I say more women should enter into this investment world because there's such opportunities uh, that don't exist in just the everyday markets of the stock market or, you know, obviously bonds or real estate, um, but really just unique innovations that you otherwise wouldn't hear about if you're not part of a fund like Women's VC Fund or an angel group, like you mentioned. Uh, so such we always try to every week pull back the curtain and say, this is a very exciting world. And if you can be, you should be a part of it. Right. And um, Jennifer, I know that you uh, are a big advocate for the underrepresented you and your firm, uh, whether it be women, LGBTQ, uh, you really champion that. Um, and so I know you work with both entrepreneurs and venture capital funds. So if there's entrepreneurs out there that fall into that underrepresented territory, um, I take it that you've helped uh, some of these entrepreneurs uh, with their legal aspect of, of starting their businesses. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's part of what we do. Uh, sometimes they're, they're ready to go from a legal point of view, and sometimes they just need sort of informal coaching or a sounding board or sort of an introduction to an environment. And I would encourage all of those entrepreneurs, sort of whatever their you know, particular background or affinity is to find a support group, you know, find an organization that provides mentorship and access to capital if that's available or you know, some type of accelerator or incubator environment. Because a lot of what you have to do as an entrepreneur, you have to do alone but you should definitely have the resources to support you in your decision-making. So we try as a law firm to, you know, help, help individuals kind of get their companies off the ground. And we try to be user-friendly, but there's no substitute for having a close group of advisors formally or informally when you're starting a company. I'm glad yeah. you mentioned accelerators too, because I find that most of the companies that I really see that are really successful do start at an accelerator because it gives them that group support 
and uh, contacts and, um, you know, just resources. Uh, so uh, I would encourage any entrepreneur um, from any sector uh, to definitely go down that path of looking into accelerators. There's so many out there today and more and more popping up every day. Uh, I've talked to some incredible ones like Hearst Labs and yes. one in San Diego with the uh, uh, Sylvia. And uh, I know there's one in Long Beach and I think most of the cities have them now. So uh, yes, great advice. Great. Yeah. Advice. Yeah. I uh, frankly, just this week had a great conversation, an initial conversation first time with the Hearst Labs people. I'm very impressed by what they're doing. And I believe they truly open up the corporate resources to support their entrepreneurs. So they sort of going over and beyond. And then, you know, again, one of the small silver linings of this last couple of years is many of these accelerators are now functioning, um, at least in part, on a remote basis. So, you know, folks like uh, Morgan Stanley has done some very interesting work and, again, is highly supportive of its entrepreneurs. And that's accessible now to more entrepreneurs across a broader geographic area. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, thank you both for everything that you're doing. Uh, I did want to just mention that I was reading too, that you're on the board of Rainbow Capital, Jennifer, um, which it looks like it brings opportunities and capital underfunded in the uh, commercial real estate area. What, yeah. Yeah. yeah, in fact, in fact, I'm in San Francisco right now going to a board meeting with them this evening. And they're actually pulling together some interesting folks. I mean, they certainly are uh, an organization that wants to provide investment opportunities to, you know, LGBTQ investors, but on sort of the development facing side, trying to support uh, development crews and sponsors, you know, folks who are developing commercial projects who are LGBTQ. So they're trying to marry together, you know, investment populations with projects. But at today's meeting, we're going to be talking about, you know, homelessness and cleaning up cities and, you know, sort of mixed use housing and public private partnerships. So there's a mission, you know, beyond just, you know, uh, kind of developing commercial real estate projects in, in sort of underserved areas. So I'm excited. It's my first board meeting with the organization. Uh, they're great people from all different kinds of backgrounds. So I think it'll be a really good, really good project to be a part of. I love that. I was happy when I was reading your bio about Rainbow Capital. I'm going to check that out. And I think yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, cool. And uh, definitely visit the um womensvcfund.com. Uh, you could either apply uh, for funding or also, uh, I know, always looking for uh, angel investors to be LPs in, the, in this amazing fund, the first of its kind. Edie, thank you so much for being a trailblazer in this space. Uh, Jennifer, you bring so much to the table as well, because obviously none of us could do all of these things without uh, the, um, you know, the experience and expertise of the attorneys that make this all possible for all of us. So thank you both. Uh, can they follow you all on uh, social media? Uh, where would they find you both? For me, it's LinkedIn. For me, it's LinkedIn. Yeah, okay. same, same here. That's, uh, that's the best source. Okay, great. So Jennifer Post and Edith Dorson on LinkedIn. Of course, you can follow me there. And uh, our Instagram is uh, Catherine Gray, invest in her. And then we also uh, are uh, the She Angels uh, invest, the She Angel Investors uh, platform that's on all of social media. So we can find you, you can find us anywhere. Um, everybody that's listening, just remember, uh, we call it invest in her because we want you to invest in other women founders, uh, make that a priority, make that your legacy. It's so important. Thank you, ladies, for giving your time and so generously. Have a great week. Thank you. Thanks, Catherine.
And remember to check out the Wealthy Women's Summit put on by our podcast sponsor, The Bra Network. Here's a message from their founder, Carrie Murray. I know we've all been to hundreds of conferences, just hearing the word conference and you can picture the lanyard and the name tag and the taste of cold coffee. You wrap up, you post on Instagram, maybe you get a swag bag, you leave thinking, well, now that I'm empowered, what's next? How does this help my growth, both personally and professionally? Well, it's time to change things up. It's time to shake things out. Prosperity plus abundance, flourish plus consciousness. That is the Wealthy Women Summit, set for August 25th and 26th in the beautiful Long Beach Harbor. Right next to the Queen Mary, docked is the Sir Winston Yacht, because nothing says a conference about wealth than a conference that takes place on a yacht. We are going to have panels and speakers and workshops on all the different decks, everything to help you cultivate a life that is more than just wealth meaning the money you have in the bank, but wealth in mind and body, wealth in leadership and growth, wealth in health, wealth in life. We want to provide you with a full experience of living a wealthy lifestyle. Now, I want you to head over to the wewosummit.com website. It's wewosummit.com and use promo code invest to get 15% off your ticket to this very unique experience. See you this summer. Remember, if you're looking to launch a business or grow your business, check out our e-course, Six Ways to Fund Your Business, available at sheangelinvestors.com. Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.